And welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Stephanie of prettyplease.mx. Hi. Now, before we jump into all our quilty fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Stephanie? Hi, yes. Um, well, my name is Stefani Organis. I'm a graphic designer and fabric designer for Andover Fabrics. I live in Mexico City with my husband and two young children. For our listeners as well today, we actually have Stephanie in New York City at the moment. So we're really excited. She's actually in my usual spot in my sewing room <laughs> and she's recording from there, which is really exciting to have a guest in my home. Um but anyway, so on that note, um, so your brand is called prettyplease.mx. Um, what's the story behind the name? Oh, well, um, when I started sewing quilted accessories for moms, um, uh, I needed a, a brand for it. So I've always loved like all things pretty patterns, prints, all things pink and girly. So I was like searching for a name that describe it. And it just came like that, like thinking that I wanted something pretty. And I was like, oh, pretty, let's do something with that. And I just kept playing with the word. So it just hit me and it was like, oh, pretty, pretty, please. And I was pretty, please. So that that was it. I mean, it was not very profound, but it came from that. So going back in time before um, your quilted accessories for your kids, how did you discover and learn how to quilt? I discovered quilting uh, when my first daughter was born. Like I was so happy, so happy finally to being a mom. But after a few months, like I really started uh, like searching for a for a creative outlet and something new to learn. Like it was very important for me to find myself again and and pursue a career because I was not working anymore. And I mean, I wanted to be a, a mom, don't get me wrong, but I, I also wanted to keep creating, designing and to be like, uh, like living a life creatively because I, I've been always like very, yeah, like crafty and doing things. So, so I was really missing this, this part of my life. So, so where I live, like, um, there was this a quilt shop near my house and every day I take my my baby like a stroller walk and I pass by the store like every day so yeah I I one day I decided like to go in because I, I've never sewn before like I was very uh conscious about the the sewing machine so I was like no maybe sewing was not for me but yeah I, I decided to take my first sewing sewing class and ever since like I was hooked with 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 sewing and with quilting like um and I feel like very grateful for this because I mean I I became a mom and also I found like uh my passion for quilting um so yeah that that's how my my quilting journey began and uh, yeah and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> so you took a, you took a quilting class in person at the store. Yes, and it was a first. Yeah, it was a a sewing a sewing lesson, like the basics, like how to even use a machine because I didn't know anything. I was, you know, like for me, I was like, oh, how do you thread the 
thing and I, I didn't know anything at all so I like I went in and I saw like all the quilts and the bags and I was like I want to do a bag and they were like no slowly by slowly first you need to learn how to sew <laughs> so so yeah I first started the first thing I did I remember was a quilted a quilted bear and but you do the quilt and then you cut like all the patterns and you sew it together and, and yeah and when I finished that it was like wow like yeah, it, it was something new for me and, and I really enjoyed it. And from there, I started like learning. I found about Quilcon and I happened to be in, in Los Angeles when there was a Quilcon in 2018 in Pasadena. So I went there for two days and I was like, oh my God, this is a whole new world. So, so yeah, I was hooked and started like YouTube and tutorials and, and yeah, and going back to the store. That is Quiltearte uh, is the name of the store. And, and yeah, that's how I started. That's so fascinating. And that quilt store that you started sewing at, is it more uh, a traditional kind of uh, style of quilting that they do a lot of or some modern as well? They have everything. They have, uh, I think it's one of the most beautiful stores in Mexico City. It's very complete and now I go a lot and 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 the owner uh, Lily she's now a very good friend of mine we're in the guild together and and she has everything for everyone like he, she has like more uh, for traditionals like you know more uh, subtle and tiny motifs and now she's incorporating a lot of modern fabrics she has my wandering line now that it arrived like this month and and yeah you can find like for everyone I, I think I was about to say, I hope they stock your collection of fabrics there, because yes. that would be kind of disappointing if it didn't. <laughs> no, no, it's been it's been amazing oh. that she has it, and, and yeah, we're planning to do like a class, and, and she's been doing a lot of projects, and yeah. What yeah. what sort of classes do you will you guys be well, planning on teaching? Well, we want to to start with a with a quilt. Like every collection comes with a free pattern. So there's a wandering quilt. So, so we were planning to, yeah, to guide, uh, to give a class on, on how to do the, the quilt, the wandering quilt. You started off designing quilting accessories for your kids, and then this morphed into your business. Could you kind of walk us through your journey from sewing quilted bags, pouches, and quilts to developing your own fabric collections? Yes, sure. Um, it all started in, it was uh, 2020. I went to QuiltCon uh, in Austin. That was the last one before COVID. And like I went back home, like full of ideas. I bought so many fabric. I have like all the things that I wanted to do for, for my business, but then everything shut down. No, it was, yeah, it was a pandemic in March. And so, um, after this, like I, well, I was at home 24 seven with my kids and I, I really needed to, to start working and thinking and doing more things for my sanity and <laughs> everybody so I I kept like on and sewing and and doing like a lot of uh projects and and samples like uh for for my well for my business because I was selling them online but after a while like I realized like behind all the quilting I really what I really enjoy were the well the patterns the prints and then that's when I came to like surface design came across to me, like that this was actually like a career that you can pursue. And 
because I'm, I I didn't know, like, like there's a designer behind every fabric, no? So that's when it hit me that I could like start designing my, my fabric for myself. And, um, and yeah, that's how I, I decided to, to start. I started like printing on spoon flour, uh, to make my own samples. And I wanted to give, uh, I wanted my bags and all the things that I was creating to have like my own, my own style. Um, and well, during the pandemic, I took a, a course on, on fabric collections in a university that I studied uh, when I was in university. On, it, this, everything was online. And, and yeah, this is how I really, I really started. And I, I, I really appreciate, like, after all the things after the pandemic, I'm being, like, I, I had some uh, health issues. Like, I have a, three surgeries and it was really bad <laughs> during COVID. But this for me, uh, like it really changed, um, it changed my perspective. Like it, it gave me like a totally different, uh, like input and drive to start creating and start designing. And uh, yeah, this is how I, I, I started doing, doing fabric thing because of COVID. <laughs> it's really interesting what, uh, things that we pick up during COVID, yes. um, but <laughs> I think that kind of sounded a bit bad, but <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, um, so as you're, you know, you mentioned that as you're quilting and like quilting and creating quilted pouches and bags, you, you know, that really inspired you to, uh, create your own line of fabrics. Uh, did you find that there were sort of specific gaps in the market and that is that partly also what led you to, um, designing your own fabrics? Yeah. It, well, it's not that there was like a specific gap, but I, I was, I don't know, in that moment, I didn't have maybe the fabric that I needed or I needed more blenders or I wish I had like a, bigger flower, like, because I was working with the, with the fabrics that I have then. So it was like awesome to, to like, it opened like a whole universe for me that I could design my own because that's when I started, like I made like two or three patterns. And then, then I was like, oh, I'm missing here a blender. So I can make one. So I make another one and I printed on spoon flower and I was like, oh, I need another one. So I print another one and it was great. Like it was because you can create whatever you need. You also trained as a graphic and surface pattern designer, and you know you have a background in advertising and packaging design. Do you find that your training um, from your university days plays into designing fabrics, or was it more that that course that you took during the pandemic that has really impacted your day to day? Well, um, I think it was very like separately. I mean, I, I studied graphic design in, and I just took one class, like an extra class that it was textile design, but I got like really well discouraged because it, at that time in Mexico, like, and I even remember like my teacher, she was like, yeah, it's because I started, I remember my, and I did like patterns for a uh, bathing suit. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. But she was like, oh, everything is imported. And there's like, basically she said that there was not enough market in Mexico for designing your own prints. So it, it just, I just kept on doing graphic design. So at that time it was very obvious for me just to do advertising and, and graphic design. Like it just, yeah, I, I, I was not in that path at that moment. I think I enjoy my more, I mean, obviously the, the creative part that, that, 
always kicks in because it's in me and it's part and it was also part of my work as an advertiser and, and packaging design. But I love that in fabric design you can be totally free and you know, like I, I can use all the colors that I want and be very colorful and very flowery. And <laughs> so so yeah, I mean it's a good um background if you say so like uh, to have it but but i feel as a designer completely free now so i really love that uh, i i find it you know you mentioned earlier you know so fascinating that uh there's like a, a design course that you could do specifically for fabrics um with your with the college that you studied with uh during covid but um yeah, like I guess like so far you've designed two fabric collections with Andover Fabrics, uh, which is an amazing achievement. Um, and for someone that's not familiar with your work, could you describe your design style? Uh, my designs are, are bold and colorful, like full of joy and whimsical vibes. That's how I describe them. They're feminine and happy. Like I have a very saturated color palette that blends like together very well. Um, I have a deep love for for florals, so you will say see them through all my work. And well, I, I want to create positive emotions with my designs. So yeah, that's what I'm aiming to transmit uh, with myself. And how do you can you describe uh, your design process? You know, when you're when you're thinking of putting a new fabric collection together, like how do you start? You know, are you thinking about what you want to make or, you know, are you working with a bigger, bigger picture idea to start with? Yeah. When, when designing a collection, like um, my creative process begins with with a theme that I brainstorm and I pull together like different concepts, ideas, words and sentiments that play around it, no? to play around it. And I gather as much inspiration as I can and I create a mood board or sometimes just an album on my phone of all the pictures that I take. And I, 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 I start or I focus on first like on my hero prints and then work around the secondary and, and the blender prints. Um, I like to sketch like very loose ideas of how my patterns will look just to, before I start like uh, in the computer. Um, and then I, I hand draw everything. Like I hand draw in my sketchbook with pencil and then I, I do it again, like with pen, like I redraw it with, with different kinds of, of black pens. And I love to sketch, uh, like different perspective and tons and tons of motifs. So I have more material to work with. And from there, I, I usually take pictures of my sketches uh, or I scan them, and scan them, it depends. And sometimes um, I retrace them on Procreate and sometimes I just send them directly to the computer. Um, and well, and that's when the fun begins. Like I digitize my motifs and I start adding color and working on the, on the patterns while on the repeats. And I usually work in different sessions. Like I gather ideas and I brainstorm in one session. And from another, like another week, I dedicate it just for sketching and then another one for the computer. Um, and yeah, I usually, I like to print my samples of my patterns because it's helped me visualize like the collection as a whole. And, uh, and from there, it helps me to adjust color, sizes, and add even more patterns to the collections if I need them. So that's how usually I work. <laughs> that's such a fascinating process. 
And then you mentioned earlier that, um, you know, sometimes you, uh, you start off, so you start off with sketches, um, on like by hand drawing and then you, um, digitize it. Do you also, um, and you mentioned you digitize it sometimes on Procreate. Do you also transfer, uh, directly, uh, or when you do the drawing, the digitizing drawing, do you do that, um, like on an iPad and then that transfers to like, um, Adobe Illustrator as well? Yes, when I uh, when I retrace it because I like sometimes to retrace my the sketches, I retrace them on on Procreate, and from there from Procreate I send them to the computer. If not, I I just or take a picture or scan them and work directly on the computer, like and, and vectorize them there. Mm-hmm. Do you find that being a quilter does that influence your work as a fabric designer and vice versa? Yes, uh, 100%. Like I started first being a quilter. So having a, a graphic design background helped me design my own collections. Uh, when I first started printing my fabrics on Spoonflower, I totally loved that. I could design the fabrics that I needed for a, for a specific project. So if I needed more, that's what I told you before, that I, I, I just can't keep on adding, adding more. So it really goes hand in hand, like designing fabric uh, thought and think overall thinking for quilting. And when you're designing fabrics, do you have specific quilting projects in mind that you want to use them towards? Or are you kind of thinking more big picture? Because we, we we noticed that you did a collaboration with paper pieces on the Wander Blooms EPB pattern. So we were wondering, like, did the quilt pattern come first and then the fabric, or did they come did they come into existence at the same time like how does that all that kind of work together yes i i have a list of projects um that i want to make but it's not until the collection is totally finished that i start designing the projects like sometimes some prints might or might not come out at the end so it's better to have like the final collections to start designing a project to go with um like for the wonder blooms quilt that i made in collaboration with paper pieces like I knew that I wanted to make an, an EPP pattern, like start like from the beginning. Um, yeah. So like when you're designing multiple collections and, you know, when you say that you brainstorm um, different themes and you have mood boards, uh, do you find that uh, as you're designing a new collection, do you try to create prints so that it blends back to previous collections that you have created? Yes, that that is something that I that I like to do. Like, uh, I mean, not all not all of the prints will match because they're different collections. But I want to have like a cohesion that you can tell uh, that it goes well. Like the um, that the colors blend well together, or you can mix and match like blenders uh, from one to the other. So so yeah, I'm trying to to have like. Uh, like variety, but but you can see that it's like from the same family, if you can say so. Can you give us a sneak peek of your next uh, fabric collection? It's it's in the works, <laughs> so I I can tell you about Enchanted Bloom that is coming out in January. Uh, actually, I got the the strike ups today. Now that I'm here in New York, I went to Andover and, uh, and I have the strike ups here with me. So, but yeah, the, the, like my third collection is in the works and, and yeah, it's, I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> and are you, happy, and are you happy with how the strike offs look? Yeah, they look amazing. Like it's amazing to see, <laughs> to see your designs, uh, 
in fabric because we have been going like on and on about the, the colors and things like that, but always in paper. So when you see yeah. your designs in fabric, it, it's so different. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It just makes it more real because you, like you said, exactly. like there's so much back and forth. You spent so many months working on it. And then exactly. to see your ideas come to life and like to be printed on fabric, like that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So we read some, yeah, it totally is. And then I'm sure like it's a dream come true for most like other quilters as well to design their own set of fabrics. Um, Anyway, so we read somewhere that your designs are inspired by your culture. Um, so how do you incorporate that into your work? And why is it important to you to share your culture through your work? Well, I, I think I have a big influence by my country. Mexico is a very rich country in many ways, like the culture, colors, nature, the food. So I feel very inspired by, by it. And I think it's reflected in my work. Uh, and also my love for color and, and florals. Uh, also, well, I, I feel very proud uh, where I come from. So for me, it's a joy to share a bit of my country anytime I can. So, so yeah. And you mentioned that you're based in Mexico City. Um, what's the quilting scene like there? Are you part of a guild or any other community um, in the city? Yes, I'm part of a Mexico Modern Quilt Guild. And as a group, we are looking forward to keep growing as a community and show more people what modern quilting is all about. Uh, the quilting industry in Mexico is is small compared, well, very small compared to, to the U.S. And traditional quilting is more popular in Mexico than modern quilting. Uh, but definitely it's a craft that is that keeps growing and evolving each year. Just out of curiosity, how big is your quilting guild? Uh, we are, I think, I believe this year we're 2022. 20, so, and, and that's for the whole country. I mean, there's only one guild in Mexico, <laughs> but I mean, that's really cool. <laughs> modern quilting. There are a lot of, of quilters mm. around the country, but uh, this is the first one that as as a modern guild. Um, so, you know, you've got a lot on your plate with, you know, you're working on your new collection and everything else. Uh, do you have any fun projects or quilting goals on the horizon that you're able to share with our listeners? Yes, I'm, I'm working on uh, projects and quilt patterns for my second collection that is Enchanted Bloom. Uh, that's a collection that will be released uh, in January 2024. So I'm I'm working on that and also looking forward to finishing my third my third collection, um, and most of all, like I want also to have time to to play and to try new techniques, and and yeah, I know also that that wandering is out uh, that it's already in stores. I I'm also already received my fabric, so I want to keep on on working with my collection, like playing with it. And what what technique is uh, next on your to try list? Long, I, I would love to learn how to long arm. I mean, I don't have a long arm, but that is something that, that I would love to, to try at least. So on that note, it is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Stephanie? Yes, I think so. Ready. Okay. <laughs> uh, Wendy, why don't you take us away? Sure. All right. So what is your favorite time of day to sew? Nighttime. And where do you sew? In my home studio. And do you wear shoes while you're sewing? And if so, do you wear socks or no socks? 
Yes, always shoes or sip or slippers with socks. <laughs> and what describes your sewing speed? Lead pedal or slow and steady? Um, in between, nor too slow yeah. nor too fast. <laughs> uh, music, Netflix, podcasts, or the sounds of silence while sewing? Um, for sewing, podcasts and audiobooks, and for designing and drawing, uh, music. What is your favorite quilting technique? Uh, lately, English paper piecing. So what would you rather do on a rainy day? Quilting or designing a fabric collection? Quilting. Um, what is your favorite traditional quilt block? Ohio Star. And what's your favorite color? Pink. And for someone that's visiting Mexico City, which quilting shop should they visit? Quilterte. What sewing notion couldn't you live without? Oh, the desktop needle threader by Clover. I, I recently found that and I love it. What is your favorite part of the quilt making process? Choosing the fabrics and designing the quilt. And what's your least favorite part of the quilt making process? Cutting the fabric. And what's one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? Uh, buying fabrics and not using them. <laughs> <laughs> and who's your quality BFF? Um, I think I have many, mostly from my guild in, in Mexico City. Uh, I, I can't name just one. Like, I feel very lucky that I have a great group of supportive people <laughs> and caring friends. And do you have a quilty crush? Uh, Kay Facet. Like, I'm a huge fan of his work. And what is your favorite recent make? Oh, my wandering quilt. It has like such a special meaning for me. And how many projects are in your work in progress pile right now? Uh, three quilts and many more on my wish list. And do you have any other interests or hobbies outside of your studio? Uh, I love crafting, spending time with my kids and traveling. And before we wrap today up, we've got just one more question for you. And that is, who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Oh, uh, first, Quilter Scandi. If you're a quilter and have a business, uh, that's uh, Elizabeth Chapel. Then Wild Boho, Nicole Bogle singer, uh, like for inspiration, and she does amazing embroidery work. And David Owen Hastings, he's uh, a modern quilter quilter. His work is amazing. Definitely have to check those out. And on that note, we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can most easily be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadclaw Studio. Wendy. I'm at the.weekendquilter. And Stephanie. I'm at prettyplease.mx. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website, quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's show, we hope that you subscribe to the podcast and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it would make our day. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.